Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson, and I'm here today with Andrea Fortenberry. Andrea and I have met through Called Creatives, and she writes and speaks on marriage, motherhood, friendship, faith. She helps women seek and see God in their everyday lives, and she hosts a podcast called The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. I'm not a mother yet, but I can tell you that that is a show that I would need. So, <laughs> Andrea, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we've been chatting about lately is the idea of um, listening and getting to know other people. And so that's what we're going to chat about today. Andrea's got some great tips for us on how to how to listen well. So Andrea, why don't we just start? Will you give us a little bit more information about who you are and why it matters to you? Sure. I, again, am Andrea. I am a writer, a speaker. I have a podcast as of last year. It's been super fun to do that. I just love meeting women, encouraging women. And I'm just so grateful that I get to do that for my vocation. I also get to work with Mops International. It's a nonprofit mom's ministry. I work for them as an executive leadership coach. So I get to help equip and train uh, leaders of Mops groups across the country. So that's super fun. So that's a lot of teaching, but also listening and learning how to help people. So that's super fun. I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it's so funny because I've traveled all over the world and so many people are like, New Mexico, that's part of Mexico. And I'm like, no, even United States citizens. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh no. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fifth largest state. In the wow. United that States. I did not know. I knew it was a state, but I didn't know it was that large. Yeah. Geographically, not by population by any means, sure. but geographically. Yeah. So I grew up there, but also have traveled all across the world. My dad was in the air force and I was little, so we lived in Germany and then back to New Mexico, back um, overseas. We lived in Israel for a short while oh, when cool. I was in high school. So we have traveled all over the world, which I have been so grateful for because I really feel like it's shaped my, my values, shaped a lot of who I am, broadened my world of view. So I'm mm -hmm. thankful for that. My husband and I have been married for 17 years and we live in Phoenix, Arizona. Now we've been here 15 years and we, we love it. We love that it's close to New Mexico where a lot of our family still is, but we love uh, kind of bigger city, uh, Phoenix than where we were in Albuquerque. And yeah, I'm Hispanic. I, like I said, I'm from New Mexico. I have, uh, explored ancestry within the past couple oh, wow. of years. And that's been super fun to just see like all of the different, you know, last names and people mm -hmm. that make up who we are. And then to see how it aligns with New Mexico history that I learned mm -hmm. like back in seventh grade. And uh, that's just been really neat too. Wow. What a cool, cool experience to have, have lived so many different places and then to know that that's the kind of rich history that you've got. Yeah. It's been, yeah, super neat. So in this world with a lot of different perspectives right now and everything that's going on, let's talk about the importance of listening. Why does it matter to listen rather than just like quick firing off a response on Facebook and moving on with our day? That's such a great question. And I think really we have to think about the impact and effectiveness of that. Like, is anybody really listening to anybody <laughs> when we just shoot off? a quick response or we're angry about something and we're like fighting with people online. I think there is a place for public discourse, but I think what's happened in recent years, I don't know if it's technology or just like 
our generation of how people were raised. I think maybe like a combination of all of that, but there's just been, I think a lack of really a heart to understand and to respect one another. It's more of like trying to get a point across and, and it's hard to do that across the screen because you don't hear someone's tone of voice. You, you know, we might read something one way and not realize like, oh, there was a comma there. And that makes a difference in how, you know, how the person's words come across. So I think that there's just lots of nuances to online communication that makes it, that makes social media a, like a fiery place that we have to sometimes like prepare ourselves mentally to go, to go into, because we know we're going to see a lot of that, especially this past year with the pandemic and election and like just current events and things that go on. It's really easy to be disheartened or to, again, like argue with people, or I think we've all seen as well, like people's opinions on different things that maybe we never would have known about that. Now we're like, Ooh, I don't know if I like that about you kind of thing. And we let we let things divide us or mm. uh, give us reason to not like each other because we know what everyone thinks on so many topics. That's so true. I've had to mute quite a few people and re-question quite a few friendships going, ooh, I thought I liked you, but now I'm not so sure I can agree with you. And this is kind of a deal breaker in a friendship for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's important that when we have those friends or people we follow or whatever, when they post something, yeah, for it's like for us to know it's okay to take a step back. It's okay for us to still love that person or like that person, even if for a time we you know need to not read their content because we don't agree with it, but that doesn't mean we don't respect that person Mm. because they're a a human being. And we're we're all, we all have different life experiences we all have different reasons that we feel certain ways about certain things. But I think we always need to go back to love and respect for one another just as, as people. Yeah. That's a great segue into the next question of like, how do we listen well, either on social media or in real life? I, for a couple of years, was a member of Toastmasters. Have you heard of Toastmasters? So it's mm-hmm. this international speaking organization that helps you. There's chapters all across the world. You go, you really grow in your public speaking. But I also found that I have really grown through listening because part of what happens in a Toastmasters meeting is whenever someone gives a speech, then someone else has to evaluate the speech. Mm. Or I'm trying to remember how long, two to three minutes. So you go up there and you have some notes and you have to talk for two to three minutes about the person's speech, what they did well, what they need to improve on. And you give some encouragement or end on a positive note. So I have really learned that listening is a skill that we can develop. Some people are like, oh, I'm just not good at listening and like write it off that like, that's just who I am. But really we can all get better at listening and it's really important for us to do that. So what are some things we can practice to get better? Yeah. So one of the things that we learned at Toastmasters as well is when you are listening to someone and trying to have dialogue conversation is to think about what they've said, how you've understood it, and then repeat it back. So to say, Mm -hmm. you know, Katie, I heard, you know, this is what I heard you say 
you know, and say what you heard and then say, is that right? Or did I misunderstand? Mm. So asking a lot of questions is really helpful when we're listening. So like I said, just, you know, this is what I understood. Is that right? Can you tell me more? How did that make you feel? And then really paying attention when the person's giving their answer. So removing distractions is a really great tool for us as we're listening. So, so often we are distracted by our phones, right? Like we have, you know, dings and rings going off notifications all the time. So when we are face-to-face with someone, it can be, we can be really tempted to be pulling out our phones and then we're totally missing out on Mm. what someone's saying. And I know that we're all guilty of it. Like I'm guilty of it too. Like I can think of times where I've done that in a conversation with someone, but when you're on the receiving end of someone, you know, you're trying to share with someone, have a conversation and they're not listening immediately. We like shut down. And, you know, I've noticed that I do that. I'm like, okay, this person has no interest in what I have to say. So I'm just going to shut down and maybe not share as openly as I was planning to share Maybe I just decide to give like a bare bones description of what I was going to say. And so it really, I think, prevents intimacy that could happen in conversations because we are distracted by technology. It's super hard to put it away. It's super hard to turn it off or leave it in the car. But I think our relationships, whether that's with our families or friends, or again, people that we work with, people that we're trying to get to know in our community, it can be really helpful for us to just put the phone away so that we can focus on people, look at people in the eye and let them know that they have our full attention. Because I think it's a really rare thing, but it's a a huge gift when we can do that for one another. Yeah. I haven't done this and we're not really going out in public right now, but I've heard of groups of friends that stack their phones in the middle of the table and whoever reaches for their phone first has to pay for the bill. I like that. I've heard of that too. (laughs) Or I saw years ago, I think Chick-fil-A, like one of our local Chick-fil-A's had a bucket as well. They they called it like family (laughs) night and like everyone had to put their phones in. And yeah, I think that's a great idea. I will also say there was a time that my dad and I went out to dinner and we both played on our phones the entire time. And at some point we realized how weird that probably looked to everyone (laughs) around us, understandably. But what people around us didn't know is we'd been in the car together for 10 hours and hadn't touched our phones all day. (laughs) No, you're right. Yeah. I do try to give people grace when I see them playing with their phones out in public because I don't know the whole story, but yes, putting them away is valuable. So true. Yeah. It's funny. Road trips. Yeah. Different Mm -hmm. occasions. We, we do need to bring it out. Or I remember when I was a young mom, like sometimes people would be like, if you know, you're a mom at the park and you're on your phone, your kids are like in front of you playing, they're giving you so much judgment, but it's like, you know what? You don't know what kind of day we had. You don't know what's going on, all the details. So, so yeah, we should give some grace there. And I think grace Mm -hmm. is a huge thing to just add into the listening part and, and dialoguing with people as well as we we're not, nobody's perfect. And so sometimes when we're trying to express our opinion, like Mm -hmm. it might come across wrong, or someone might say something that we find offensive and it's like, you know what, let's, let's try to give each other some grace to, and try to really understand one another Mm -hmm. instead of trying to slam our point across. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing that we could add to the, you know, how to be a better listener is that when we are 
in conversation with someone, sometimes we're tempted to, you know, our, our eyes are looking at them, but our brain, like we're thinking of our response, like Mm. in those moments of, okay, they're saying this, so I'm going to say this. And then we're not fully listening to the rest of the conversation. So trying to be present in that, know that it's okay to take some moments after to Mm -hmm. formulate your response instead of trying to do it while the other person's talking. Yeah. I have a couple of friends who will, as soon as I finish talking, go, give me a second and then actually respond. And sometimes it annoys me because I'm like, did I say something offensive? And now they have to figure out how they need to be polite to correct me or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, no, they just want to make sure that they fully understood and then take a moment to process it and then come up with a, a valuable response instead of just saying the first thing that came to mind. Right. And a lot of people are processors. Like they need some time. I'm one of those people that generally, if I'm in a work meeting or something like that, and they're like, okay, what's everybody's ideas? Like maybe I'll come up with some like one or two, but I feel like I really need to simmer on something to formulate a really good response. I think that's the writer in me. I'm like, okay, I need Mm -hmm. some time. I want to flesh this out. So know that, yeah, people are wired differently. And so we, we have lots of opposites in our communication mm-hmm. styles, right? We have people who are super extroverted. Those of us who are introverted, those who love to talk, those yeah. who, you know, and can come up with answers on the spot. And then there's those mm-hmm. people who are more quiet and need time to reflect and process. So I think understanding people and how people communicate differently is also yeah. very helpful to help yeah. us listen well. That's so true. One of my best friends from college would talk to figure out what she thought. And I needed a minute to think about what I thought before I talked. And so sometimes it would make the two of us butting heads because she, I would feel like she talked over me and she would feel like I didn't speak up. And so realizing, Hey, this is what's happening in our friendship was huge for us to figure out how to move forward. Cause I would give her a minute to talk, to say what she figure out what she thought. And then she would give me a minute to process that and to see if I agreed or not. That's yeah, that's so true. And, and sometimes we mistake those differences as like, you're doing this to me on purpose. Like you're not letting me talk or you're taking me too long, that kind of thing. We misunderstand each other. So it's just really grateful when we can come to that point and be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this is how you work and operate. And this is how I work and operate. And it doesn't have to be in conflict with one another. We can make it work together well, when we give each other the, the space to process the opportunity Mm -hmm. to process out loud for that person, Mm -hmm. we can learn to work it to our advantage instead of it being a disadvantage. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of understanding, both understanding what they're saying and understanding how they're operating. Right. Right. So I think for a lot of us, like we feel like we understand listening is important, but let's talk about some things that we would have missed if we didn't take a moment to actually listen to what was being said. Yeah. I have had numerous times when I've been traveling that I've had really great experiences because I've listened in. Mm -hmm. So the first one I thought of was when I was in Israel. So I was 14 at the time. So, you know, and I had just entered high school. I went over with the attitude of not wanting to be there because I had just started high school. Like my life was over. And it's funny because I'm the mom of a 13 year old now. And so I'm like, oh, I totally get (laughs) how I was feeling then because I see a lot of, you know, emotions and and big feelings with my daughter. And um, when we were there, you know, I, I knew a little bit about like the conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians, but 
you know, living there, we got to kind of hear more about that from Israelis. And then for our summer or spring break, we went over to Egypt for a couple of days to tour and, and be there. And while we were there, our bus driver and tour guide you know, the tour guide woman was on the the microphone telling us about different things. And then she would come around and have conversations with everybody. And so she was talking with my parents and, you know, my brother and I were there, but I chose to listen in. And she was talking about like from the Palestinian perspective, like the Muslim perspective, like here are some thoughts that they had about the conflict and what Mm -hmm. was going on. And I felt that that was really valuable. You know, even as a freshman, not fully understanding all about the world and different things. Yeah. It was just helpful to understand like both sides of the, per, you know, both perspectives of this issue. And it just really helped me to think about, okay, you know, there's two sides to every story. There's two different perspectives and there's two different, you know, stakeholders really in, in this conflict and what's going on. And they each have different needs and desires. And, and what it really helped me to see as well is we're, we're so much more alike as humans than I think we stop to take credit for, like, or to, to analyze that. And I, she just helped to see like, you know, these people and their families want this for these reasons. And Mm. then hearing the Israeli perspective of they have their feelings and, you know, they want this for their families and their country and all of that. And so it just gave me a better understanding of, what was going on, but then also really prompted me and inspired me to in situations like that, things that go on in the world to really kind of understand, hear both sides. And again, maybe one's not, maybe they're both right. And, or maybe they're both wrong in certain Mm -hmm. ways, but to just understand more of those nuances behind them. Yeah. Which is exactly why have hopeful travel exist to give us space, to hear stories that we might not otherwise hear. Um, I'm working with some guests for the later in the fall, and uh, most of them are people that would never speak to a Christian audience or mm-hmm. a Christian audience would never listen to. And so what does it look like to have space for that so that we can learn that there are two different perspectives and that we can get to know people? Because that's the beauty of traveling, right? Is getting to know people. I mean, seeing beautiful landscapes is great, but yes, I have learned the landscapes actually look pretty similar everywhere in the world. <laughs> right. There's so, there's a lot of commonalities. Yeah. And I think, again, if we focus on those things, what we have in common with people, Mm. whether we're in our own neighborhood or across the world, it really just helps us, I think, to, to bond as, as humans and to, and to really just see the value and, and worthiness of every person in the world, Mm -hmm. because God, God has created all of us. So back to like Mm -hmm. those practical things about listening. I think that's one of them is to, to think about when we're dialoguing with someone, especially someone who's very different from us is to just focus on what we do have in common. Like we all have skin and flesh and we all have feelings and we all Mm -hmm. have families and we want the best for our families, or, you know, we have work aspirations, all those things, like maybe that's the common thing. Maybe the common things are that we have feelings. We all feel happy. We all feel sad. And when it's hard to get along with someone, I try to think about what is it we have in common and how can our relationship, whether it's, you know, maybe if we're not very close with this person, like we don't have to be best friends with them, but can we have a respectable relationship in whatever Mm -hmm. capacity 
that's in. And then for those people who are closer in our lives, you know, we all have family that (laughs) sometimes we don't agree with those different things or friends, people we work with is to focus on what's, what is our commonality? Like maybe our commonality is that we love Jesus and we disagree on politics or what's going on in the world, how we would handle it. Like that's okay. So let's Mm -hmm. focus on what we do have in common. We can agree to not talk about certain things, or we can agree to talk about it with love and respect and listening well to one another versus trying to maybe change each other's minds by yelling and arguing and all of that. So focusing on what's in common, I think is really helpful. I've never seen someone healthy actually change their mind in a yelling, arguing situation. Yeah. So, so true. (laughs) Um, I thought of one other story to share about, please do. Yeah. About traveling and listening. So it was back and I was trying to think the year 2009, my husband and I went to Washington DC. He had a work trip that took him to Maryland, but we decided to make it a little vacation and extend on some days. So we went and we were touring around all of DC. I love being in Washington, DC. It's just, there's just the historical sites and, you know, the founding of our country, you know, seeing the constitution, different things. It's just such a neat place to be. We were traveling and we decided to go to Mount Vernon, George Washington's home. And it's a little bit outside the city. So we took the Metro as far as we could take it out. And then from that point on, you have to take a bus from there over to Mount Vernon and this particular day we got there and the bus schedule was off or there, there was something going on that we, we couldn't ride the bus. Actually, I think it was too full. Like there were too many people. So we were going to have to wait like two hours for the next bus to come. And we were trying to think like, okay, what do we do? There's lots of people out there. And, and my husband and I were standing there talking and I, I was listening to some of the other people around us thinking like, if they are going to the same place maybe we could just ride together. So that's what ended up happening. I heard this woman talking to her daughter and they were trying to figure out what to do. So we approached them and said, you know, would you guys like to share a taxi ride? So we ended up doing that. And we had the greatest day with this gal, Deb and her daughter, her teenage daughter. We actually spent like most of the day with them at Mount Vernon and it was just so neat. We, we learned that we did have a lot in common. We had also attended like this same, the same political event over the weekend as part of our time in DC. And so that was neat. And we, uh, we stood in line at first, we didn't set out to tour the whole place together, but we just kind of ended up bumping into each other a lot. So we we're like, let's just make the day of this. And she was so <laughs> cute. She's like, you're our new cousins and, and we're, yeah. we're family. And, and she gave us some really good parenting advice too, because mm-hmm. she was raising teenagers. And at the time we just had our daughter who was one and, One of the great things that she taught us was this phrase, thank you for the reminder. Mm. And we try to use that a lot in our family because, you know, like when you have a roommate or, you know, family or someone that you're doing life with, sometimes you need to make requests of each other, right? Like, can you take out the trash? Can you run this errand? Can you pay this bill? Whatever it is for kids. Can you clean up your stuff? Can you make your bed. And she said that in their family, they made this rule that whenever someone tells you something like multiple times (laughs) that instead of firing off with, I know, or you told me already, and we get really defensive sometimes when that happens. So instead of being defensive and shooting off something rude, instead to say, 
thank you for the reminder. Mm. And she just said, it's really hard to be grumpy and have an attitude when you're thanking somebody for something. And I, we found it's true. So like, that's a phrase that we have in our family and we, you know, try to do it. We're not always perfect. And we correct each other when we don't say thank you for the reminder. And I just love that we, we really met Deb and got this wisdom that has impacted our family culture because I overheard that they were looking for a taxi to the same place (laughs) we were going on this trip. (laughs) So eavesdropping is good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It can really bring about some good things sometimes, not always. Sometimes. No, I get you. I get you. That's awesome. That's so cool that you were able to make friends to not just like share a taxi, but actually it changed your life. Yeah, it really did. It did. And then it was super cool because a couple of years later, I submitted a little story about meeting her and this phrase, thank you for the reminder to chicken soup for the soul. And Mm -hmm. they put it in one of their books. And so it was me and um, my husband still had her, we had exchanged phone numbers. So my husband Mm -hmm. still had her phone number. So I got to text her and tell her about the book. So it was just really cool. That's awesome. What have I not asked you that you're itching to share? <laughs> One thing I thought, oh, I forgot that I wanted to share was just the, the Bible verse, James 1, 19, that says, be quick to listen, yeah. slow to speak and slow to become angry. Yeah. And when we read those words, I think our culture has it all backwards, right? Like we're quick to get angry. We're quick to fire off our opinion and we're slow to listen So really just, you know, so much of the way God wants us to live is opposite of culture, but specifically with, with these things. And I think that sometimes we doubt if we, can we make a difference doing some of these things, but I think that we can. And I think a lot of the things in this verse really start in person. We can practice them online for sure, but I think it kind of starts in our circle of influence. And a lot of these things can be caught by other people as we, we model them. Yeah. That's good. And then, yeah. And then I also was thinking about a phrase that has been helpful to me as well. It's from the seven habits of highly effective Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. by uh, Stephen Covey. And it's that the principle of seeking to understand, Mm -hmm. not be understood. Sometimes we, again, want, we want people to understand us and know where we stand in our opinion. And I think we, we, people should want to know that about us if we want to know it about them, but that, that can't be our goal necessarily. I think that we can really be effective with people when we try to understand them, when we ask Mm -hmm. those questions, when we listen, when they're talking and then, then take the opportunity to share about ourselves or what we want to say and, and the point that we want to get across. Yeah. That's so good. Andrea, would you be willing to pray for us? Oh, I would love it. Absolutely. Let's, let's pray. Yeah. God, thank you so much for this time with Katie to just share about listening. It's hard to listen sometimes in a very noisy world where we have lots of distractions and people's opinions and news articles popping up on our computer and notifications. And there's just so much noise. I pray that you would help us to develop that skill of listening, that we would put James 119 into practice, that we would be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. I pray that you would help us to learn to see the value in all people and that we would love and respect one another through this skill 
of listening and that it would bring about good things. That it would bring about change in our families, our friendships, our neighborhoods, and then into the online world as well. I pray that as we listen, we would hear your voice and that you would guide us, that you would teach us things that we need to do, maybe things we need to do differently. But I pray that as we listen to you and as we listen to others, that it would bring about helpful life change, that it would bring more joy and peace to the world, and that we would learn to connect with one another on the things that we have in common, that we were all created in your image, that we all have a lot of the same feelings and emotions and hopes and desires. And I pray that we would seek to understand one another and listen well and pray that it's all for your glory and that it would just, again, bring about great life change in the world that needs hope and needs your love in this time. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you. One thing I thought of when you were praying is just the idea of like, there's not a point of arrival. Like you don't, you can become a better listener, but there's never a like, I'm an excellent listener. I never mess up. Like, right. It's a matter of every single day remembering, okay, am I listening to understand? Am I asking good questions? Am I giving them space to process? Like there's not a point of arrival. It's a constant journey. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes at least again, my, my podcast is called the perfectionist guide to mothering. So for perfectionists, especially, especially sometimes we're like, Oh, I'm awful. Like I'm a failure. We like get so, you know, Mm -hmm. wrapped up in what we do wrong. If we don't think about, okay, I did make progress here. Like it wasn't perfect. You know, Mm -hmm. if I mess up, I can try again tomorrow. So just having that mindset of like continual growth, like you said, we're never going (laughs) to arrive. And, and then also each relationship that we have, each person that we meet is going to have its own communication dynamics or listening nuances. Mm -hmm. Like you said, someone is quick to talk. Someone's, you know, a processor, those types of things. So it's always going to be a learning journey, Mm -hmm. but we can use what we've learned, you know, in one relationship that might help another one, all of that. So when we have that open, really growth mindset, Mm -hmm. it, it will be helpful to us. Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest things that you can have as a growth mindset. Yes. My kids school like teaches that so much. And I love it because I, I love when my kids will come home and talk about it. I'm like, I'm glad you're getting that, but it encourages me too. It's a right. good reminder for me. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. So I have one final question for you and it's kind of a fun one. Okay. If you could be any inanimate object. What would you be and why? Ooh, I would say a pen, a felt tip pen. Ooh, <laughs> why? I I'm a writer. I love it. And when I'm writing, you know, much of my writing I do is on the computer, but I do love a good journal with like thick white paper Mm. and a felt tip pen. I, I love office supply stores, like the office supply aisle at target. And I have all kinds of different pens, but my favorite ones are the felt tip pens. Mm, That's awesome. I love office supplies too. That's my guilty (laughs) pleasure. Yes. (laughs) Awesome, Andre. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us, for educating us and for helping us become better listeners as we get to know more people. And as we continue to navigate this very polarized, very diverse world, we appreciate it. Thanks. It's been my pleasure. Y'all, I forgot to have Andrea tell us where we can find her online. So let me just tell you for her. This is AndreaFortenberry.com, Andrea Fortenberry on Instagram and Facebook. 
and her podcast is called The Perfectionist's Guide to Mothering. She's got so much more that you can learn from, not just the snapshot that we had here today. While you're finding her, go ahead and find me as well. I'm katieaxelson.com at katieaxelson and katieaxelsonwriter on Facebook. You're going to want to hit that subscribe button because we are deviating a little bit from our every other Monday schedule this fall. We've got a chance to practice these listening skills that Andrea has taught us as we've got some new friends coming to tell us about their holidays. Fun fact, their holidays didn't line up so well with the podcast schedule. So we're going to do what's going to be most respectful to them, and we are going to adjust our schedule just a little bit so we can accommodate their holidays a little bit better. So hit subscribe and then jump over to katieaxelson.com because we've got some fun stuff coming in between episodes as well as some fun resources this fall. Until then, know that you are loved, know that you matter, know that I love getting to hear your story, and know that other people in your world would love to tell you their story as well. Maybe use this couple weeks as a chance to get to practice some of the things that Andrea taught us. To listen, to understand, to pause before we respond, to think about what the person's actually saying, and to reflect back to them what we think we're hearing. Be blessed, my friend. Know that you matter, and we will see you again in a few weeks. Thank you.